I'm Des. And I'm Jay. And welcome to your weekly dose of Savage Reality. And I'm Jay. And welcome to your weekly dose of Savage Reality. Hey, everyone. We are back and ready to get into episode three. Jalen, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Yesterday was a super shitty day. You know, just like, you know, when you wake up and you just hate everything and everybody in the world. Mm hmm. Yeah, it was one of those days yesterday. But today I feel great. I feel refreshed. I got good <laughs> sleep. <laughs> yeah, I feel good. I feel good. What about you? That sounds like hormones. Uh. <laughs> oh, I know. And that, so Michael was like, um, how are you feeling? And I told him, I said, well, I want everyone and everything to die. Mm-hmm. Like, including me. I said, everyone and everything <laughs> but then i texted him um i was like like monica said don't take it personal though it's just one of them oh, Lord, you're silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah at this point when i have when i have those moods and i tell derek he's like okay cool i just need to like yeah. stay away yeah. until you feel better and sometimes it's really just as simple as like i just need a hug i need a shower maybe i need a nap mm-hmm. and then i can like reset myself but when I get into that place, nothing will make me feel better. So I just got to adjust. But my day has been pretty good. I'm off today, which is super nice. Got some fun stuff coming up this weekend. Also, I got to make a trip to Bowling Green for Father's Day. So that's going to be that. (laughs) Um, But we're off Monday for Juneteenth. So that's super exciting. Yay. So happy. So now I just have a super extended weekend, which is super nice. So I'm ready to just indulge in all things relaxation over the next little bit, which is really nice. Nice, nice, nice. So are we ready to get into episode three of season one? Let's do it. Oh, this is one of my faves. One of my faves of this season. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So we start off. And um, Stassi is sitting at this little coffee shop or something like it. And Kristen and Katie walk in. And so this is the episode after she broke up with Jax. And at the end of the previous episode, she was like, it's a breakup. Take it seriously. (laughs) So we're on the heels of their breakup. And so while they're sitting there, Stassi's talking about, you know, this is serious this time because Katie makes a reference to be like, oh, well, you know, they break up one minute two days later they're fine so like I'll believe when I see it but Stassi is like doing everything she can to prove to them that like no this is for real she even put in her 30-day notice with their apartment um which I didn't even know you could do that is that a thing or is that an LA well it depends on like the terms of your lease so like when I lived in my first apartment here Uh in Nashville after a year you could just go month to month and they didn't increase the rent which was super nice 
Um, but most places don't do that, especially places that are owned by like companies. Yeah. Most of the time they'll put you either back into a lease and just like jack the price up a little bit, or they charge you like an astronomical amount to go month to yeah. month. So when we were leaving our last apartment to move into this house, we had to pay, I can't even remember. It was like six or 700 more dollars for the one month that we lived there outside of our okay. lease. On top of like what our rent would have been had we stayed and been in another lease term. So she's probably lived there for a while and was just in a month-to-month type of situation. So yeah, that's how I feel like that typically works. Okay. And so (laughs) when she says that and they're like, oh my gosh, (laughs) and Katie and Kristen started talking about like, oh my gosh, we really thought you guys were like going to get married. They're such fucking idiots. Like so dumb. Because like, let's... Let's consider this. Now, Katie, you just made the statement that they basically break up and get back together, like, for sport. So mm-hmm. what the fuck would make you think that they will be getting married sometimes? Granted, a lot of people do get into toxic marriages, regardless of yeah. no it's toxic beforehand. So maybe that's where they were going with it. I don't know. But yeah. Kristen and Katie are all like, oh, you guys would have the cutest babies. And you guys are so like Barbie and Ken. And like, do you remember that day where Jax picked up Stassi and she's like bouncing in her little ponytail and he's in the convertible and she just hops in. And I was like, you guys, I, just, I don't even know. Terrible friends. Like, Literally. I don't know if that's a white people thing, but if my friend tells me that she's breaking up with her dude or her dude break up with her whatever the case may be I'm gonna be like good for you bitch break <laughs> up with that nigga and let's move on it's not gonna be like oh I thought you guys were gonna get married and I can't wait to see what kind of babies you were gonna have like the be fucking supportive and I get it like they're all a friend group so mm-hmm. it's kind of hard but it's like chicks before dicks regardless of how close you are to someone's boyfriend period Well, I think that that is what they were prioritizing in this conversation instead of like her feelings, and which is why I don't understand it because I'm like, y'all, this girl is very clearly unhappy. Mm -hmm. She has made what most people would consider to be a really good choice for herself because she's like, I'm leaving this toxicity, which you all openly acknowledge is toxicity. And now you're mad because she's like, gonna break up the group which I know is something that I think she says in like a later episode, but I'm like, who fucking cares? Like, again, you all still all work together and like, sure, maybe you can't hang out together in the same way. But like at this point, it doesn't seem like she's not like able to be around him or anything. So I feel like sure, maybe they wouldn't have been in a relationship, but I don't think that you all would have to change how you interact with the people. It's just, it's so so weird and I don't really get it and also the whole like you all look so good together and you'd have cute babies like okay cool who the fuck cares like that should not be my priority in continuing a relationship because I think that I want to have babies with this person that may or may not be cute I mean who the like why why do we care about that why is that a priority I just don't understand it like nothing about he treats you so well this was just one time or he's so great to your friends and your family and you know are you sure like nothing about him as a person just the way that you all look it felt so just like not materialistic that's not the word I'm looking at looking for maybe just like superficial very just like yeah very shallow just I'm Mm -hmm. worried about like the optics of this not what this relationship actually was which Mm -hmm. is just dumb makes no fucking sense 
And the thing is too, which Stassi references in the first episode when she's like, we kind of bring the group together. And I think obviously it there was like a lot of truth to that because if you guys are concerned about the group being able to function because these two people in y'all's group are not together, that's a problem. Y'all give them as a couple way too much power, right? Like it's just weird. 100%. And then, like you're saying about having cute babies. I'm sure Charles Manson's parents thought the exact same thing. We're going to have the cutest little baby. And now look, I bet they wish they had fucking aborted the mission. So yes, that is not a reason to stay in a fucking relationship. Anybody who has friends that encourages them to do that because of how cute their babies may or may not be, you need to get rid of those friends. Right. They're just not judging relationships based off things that like relationships should be judged on. And that's really all to say about it. So then we shift from there to a quick little scene at Sir where Lisa comes in and she's like all excited to talk with Natalie about something. And we're finally meeting Natalie, who is one of the other owners of Sir. So Natalie is married to Guillermo. So there are a couple, which I also don't think I realized for a really long time when I was initially watching this show. Um, And Lisa and Ken are a couple. And so they own Sir together. And Natalie is in like this deep distress about all of the scheduling issues with the staff because everybody just has some kind of competing priority, whether it's like a photo shoot or an audition or whatever. And Lisa is just kind of like, girl, I mean, we can't worry about that. Like if they have to get a shift covered, like that's on them, not us, which I was like, to some extent I get because like, yeah, sure. We want them to be responsible but on the other side of that, I'm like, if y'all are short staffed, like that's your problem. So mm-hmm. should you not be a little bit more invested in like how people are getting their shifts covered or making sure that they get their shifts covered? It just felt very weird to me. And like, I remember when we did work at Panera, it was very like common for people to like want to switch shifts or parts of shifts or whatever. But like, if somebody didn't follow through, there was going to be a problem. And Absolutely. that would mean then potentially calling in somebody else who wasn't supposed to be working that day, maybe had other plans. Like it just, I don't know. It just feels like managerially, this is not necessarily the best strategy. Okay. Again, right? <laughs> she clearly has owned lots of restaurants. So like, obviously it's not been a problem, but it's just, it just seems to me just like, maybe we should just switch that tactic up just a, just a wee bit. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but you know, also, you know, it's not one size fit all. So whatever works for her, you know, obviously, like you said, it's been working. So props, props to her for figuring it out. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we're fast forwarding now to a scene with Tom and Kristen and <laughs> Kristen's getting ready for this photo shoot. And we open up the scene and Kristen's like, Tom, do you have my concealer? (laughs) Which to me, I, and I get it. They're models, they're actors, they're actors, whatever. But I think Tom, even if he weren't a model actor, actor, he -hmm. would still wear makeup. Like he, even if this show were not even a thing, I feel like he would still be the type of dude Mm -hmm. makeup, which is weird. Could never be my boyfriend, but that's just me. Um, so yeah, they're, they're prepping or Kristen's prepping for this photo shoot and Tom, he's updating his resume. And what is interesting to me in this part, I never understood this part when he was like, why don't they just make paper 
Mm-hmm. Eight by what was he saying? Eight by eleven. Eight by ten. Eight by ten. Mm-hmm. But why would you need? I don't. I didn't understand. Why was he trying to custom fit his resume on an eight by ten piece of paper? Because he wanted to put his headshot on the back. Oh yeah. So like headshot, oh like photo sizes and like just general paper sizes are different. And so he was oh, like, okay. it would be perfect if my headshot just fit on the back of this because like a normal gotcha. sheet of paper, I think is like eight and a half by 11 inches yeah. and headshots, I guess that he was printing out were eight by 10. So he was like having to use that little cutter thing to make it like the correct sizing so that it would just be all seamlessly like one page which I was like Tom I think it's kind of like a little bit of overhang I don't know that anyone really would have cared that much sure. I no. don't think they would have but like I understand I too probably knowing my tendencies would probably have wanted the same thing but then when he said that I was also like well I wonder why they just don't make like sheets of paper eight by ten I don't I mean you know which came first the chicken or the egg I'm just I always <laughs> thought about that <laughs> but I got what he was saying. He was just like, yeah. this is dumb. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. Um, and then also in the scene, we see Kristen, she makes this comment about herself, which I feel like is very accurate. And she's like, you know, I'm the most unlikely model that you ever find because she doesn't like wearing makeup. She doesn't really like getting dressed up. She really doesn't do anything to her hair. She's just very low maintenance. And I yeah. think the reason she gets approached or was getting approached at the time to be a model is because she's really tall and really skinny. Um, as she would, I think she used to call it her, or what she calls it now is that she misses her boy body <laughs> when oh. she flat chested and a flat oh, ass. Because no. <laughs> she hates now that she has curves, which I think is crazy, but you know, to each his own. Um, so yeah, I just think that's interesting to see. We see this like juxtaposition of Kristen and Tom and yeah yeah it's interesting to me because I feel like from the few shows that I've watched about models mostly America's Next Top Model and a little bit of Eighth and Ocean do you remember that show? Want to be on top I do remember Eighth and Ocean that was such a good show I, I can never find it anywhere and it makes me really angry did one of the girls have really bad acne Yes, she okay. was one of the twins. Oh, one of the twins that were in the AccuView commercial. AccuView commercial, uh -huh, yep. yep, yep uh -huh. For their stigmatism. It was like you. a whole thing on the show. And I was like, damn, that sucks. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but when I look at those shows, I feel like when they were talking with models about like going on go-sees and like all that stuff, you weren't really supposed to be done up. Like That's they true. wanted to see you fresh-faced and like, you know, jeans and a tee. So that they could imagine you and whatever type of um, attire and makeup and stuff that they wanted you to be in for that shoot. So That's it right. actually makes perfect sense to me that she doesn't really do a lot to herself. Also, her hair and skin is probably a lot healthier because of that, because mm -hmm. she's not, you know, manipulating it as much as Tom is. Um, and I think him wearing makeup, like, I don't know. I don't know if he would be doing it if he wasn't on the show because I think he really just wears like concealer and maybe he like dabbles in mascara every now and then I'm not really sure but what would a man want to put on concealer if he really is like super conscious about his skin and I think for Tom still like trying to be like a model and actor he yeah. wants to present the best face possible and like in your 30s which is I think where he's at at this time or late 20s that's when you start getting all of those like imperfections yeah. or whatever and so I feel like he in his mind is like well I can just cover this stuff up 
and appear again, still like super fresh face. Cause you know, concealer is just supposed to like help it blend in with your skin. Mm-hmm. And so I think that he is like, I'm approaching this from like a, like a employer's perspective. Whereas mm. I think later on we see him start to have more fun with it when it comes to like costumes and stuff like mm. that. But I feel like on a regular basis, it's not really like noticeable that he wears makeup. I think it's just interesting that he is very into beauty products like across the board. And it's interesting to me too, because like later in season, I think five, when they do drag, he also gets super into that too. And I'm like, Tom, did you miss a career opportunity? Because I feel like that could have been a good opportunity for you. Still could be. Maybe that's how Tom Sandoval makes his comeback. He gets into drag and takes over the world in that way. I don't think that he would do that, nor do I think that anybody would actually forgive him. But just thought, <laughs> just just a pitch, Tom, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, I just don't think I could be with a guy who is that into the way they look. Like now sometimes, like when Michael was growing his hair out, Mm -hmm. I loved it, but he was like, okay, he cut it off again because he's like, this just takes too much effort. (laughs) And I'm like, I can respect that even though your hair looked really, really pretty when you were growing it out. So, but yeah, I just couldn't be with someone who takes longer to get ready than me or, you know, who's just into what they look like like that it's just it's too much it's way well, too and there much. are a lot of guys I feel like across the board like white black insert other you know mm-hmm. race or ethnicity that are like that I feel like when I watch some of these shows you see the dudes who are like yeah I'm going to get a haircut and a trim every single week beard and all and you know mm-hmm. I'm going to experiment with like different types of facial hair and like all this stuff and I feel like for guys because there's only so much that they can do the guys who are like really focused on their appearance take it like all the way left whereas Mm -hmm. I feel like most guys they care about like maybe their attire but Mm -hmm. not necessarily like to the same extent as like someone like Tom Sandoval because I feel like on like on a regular basis most guys are like yeah I want to look nice when I go to work or I want to look nice when I go to a wedding or whatever. But I feel like Tom is like, no, I want to look nice when I go to the gym. I want to look nice when I go to the grocery store. I want to look nice when I go pay my bills in person. If that's like the that thing that I do. It's like that song. I put on my jewelry just to go to the bodega. Yeah, literally, that is Tom <laughs> Sandoval in a lyric. Like that is him. Yeah, yeah. Bia wrote that for Tom. But no, seriously though, I feel like that's just like the type of person that he is. And I think again, some of that is like the people are looking at me, but I think the other piece of it is like the narcissism in him. Allegedly, I would say, but like someone who just cares that much about what other people are looking at and also thinking that people are looking at him like that because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just don't think that they are yeah but no. maybe they were I don't know I'm just not sure yeah <laughs> I am not sure but so anyways after we see this quick little scene of Tom and Kristen Kristen is saying like hey Stassi's you know on her way over and they're heading out to a photo shoot that they're doing together that day So we arrive at the place where they're doing the photo shoot. We start seeing all these like weirdly snapped shots. And like, I know it's just like the editors snapping these photos, but I'm like, hopefully this is not what the actual photos look like because they didn't look the best, but whatever. Mm -hmm. So we see Stassi and Kristen there. Um, They look like they're doing like a decent job. Um, And Stassi explains that everybody who works at Sir 
also models in some capacity and that they stay booked and busy with their managers and all the things. And I was like, I feel like most models have managers because I think that's just like how you get jobs. But okay, sure, whatever. Again, it's part of the whole like, we're supposed to believe these are like super appealing people who really have their shit together in some capacity. And so on their lunch break, Kristen is talking about one of the other models who's at the shoot who she ends up finding out used to live with Tom and her twin sister. So Kristen and Stassi both start talking shit about her. And Kristen's like, yeah, she doesn't look like a hooker anymore. And Stassi's like, yeah, so she doesn't look like Sheena. I was like, okay, (laughs) Sheena doesn't look like a hooker, Stassi, but like, whatever, I get it. You don't like her. And then Stassi's like, how are you not freaking out right now? And Kristen's like, wait, one of them hooked up with Tom. And she was like, yeah. And so then Stassi basically having just come out of this breakup starts projecting her feelings onto the situation and encourages Kristen to confront the other girl whose name is Cassandra slash Casey about whether or not it was her or her sister that slept with Tom. And Stassi, of course, is like, oh my God, I so hope it is. I so hope it is. Which again, these are just the most fucked up friendships I've ever seen in my life. So fucked up. And so... We are getting into a whole place of like, okay, Kristen is going to go ahead and go over and ask her. And we're also starting to see how Kristen is in relationships. And it is not great. There is a big crack there. And so they go over and Kristen's just kind of like, you know, being hesitant about it. So Stassi just blurts it out. And she's like, Casey, did you have sex with Tom Sandoval or was it your sister? And literally the girl is like, I cannot believe you asked me that right now. Like, what the fuck? I'm eating, like, blah, blah, blah. So then she admits that it was her, and Kristen just starts to spiral, like, down, 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 down. You can just see the wheels turning in her mind. And so the other models and Casey start talking about it, and Kristen's like, can you just not? Like, it's just, it's it's so fucking awkward. It's so awkward. And they're like, okay, uh, sure, weirdo, like, whatever but it's just so funny to me because I was like Kristen girl what are we doing right now how would you react in a situation like that if you uh, were like around somebody that like Michael had slept with before you even like knew him exactly (laughs) (laughs) I mean it sounds crazy when you say it like that because it is crazy like this was before you, Kristen. And it's like, and then she also made the comment it, to when she was telling the mo- the other models to stop talking about it. She was like, you know, it's just, it's my, I'm still in that apartment. Like it's my bed. And it's like, well, it's not, it's Tom's apartment. It's right. Tom's bed. So it's weird. That you moved why. into. Right. Did you not? I mean, you, there's no way that she didn't think that he hadn't had sex with other people prior to her. So I don't know why now, unless this was like produced and the producers like sought this girl out for her. I can't imagine. Like how would they even know? No, exactly. How would they even know? Who's going to know? But anyway, (laughs) yeah, I just, I think it's absurd. Her reaction at the photo shoot and Mm -hmm. then her reaction afterwards, once uh, she gets back to serve. Because again, I'm like, bitch, you are still at fucking work. Like, I get that it's a modeling shoot or whatever, but like you are working right now. And like you having these like random ass reactions, like 
that's the kind of stuff that gets around to other people mm-hmm. and gets you not hired again, which is yeah. just insane. Yeah. And I feel like it would be different if Tom were also there and Tom and the girl had been talking this whole time. And sure. then Kristen was like, ding, ding, ding. Wait a minute. Right. Is this right. the girl that you hooked up? Now that I could potentially understand a level of uncomfortableness. But considering it's just like Kristen, LA is a small world. There's a lot of y'all mactors out there. So (laughs) chances are you're going to cross paths, whether you know it or not, with someone that your boyfriend has slept with. And according to Kristen, he's the hottest bartender in LA. So what do you expect? You should assume. Because you also remember how he was on the hills for like a hot second when they were doing that model casting. Had I not just recently, not recently, recently, but I've rewatched The Hills at some point in time. I was like, oh, uh-huh. shit. Because you know Sheena's on it too later. Yes, when Kristen comes on with Stacey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. And I want to say she maybe was friends with Stephanie. Oh, God. I know. I know. But I mean, it's not surprising. Sheena's judgment is just trash. She wants to be friends with everybody. So there's that. But anyways, I say all that to say Kristen is just herself and reacts in the way that she can't help. And so this then leads us to later that evening when she is at work and Tom and the boys roll up. And I will say that this is probably like the one blip in Kristen's maturity this season. (laughs) Right. That then kind of gives you a little precursor for what is to come yeah. in later seasons, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So before we see the scene where Tom or Kristen confronts Tom about the photo shoot, we first see a season with or the scene with Jax. And so Jax is finishing up his shift. And after his shift, he's going for a drink at the bar before he goes to meet up with Tom and Peter and Tom Schwartz in the garden part of the restaurant. So while Jax is at the bar, he's getting served by another bartender whose name is Frank, who this is our first introduction to him. And you all will see him later on in this episode, as well as in other episodes throughout this first season. So while Jax is at the bar talking to Frank, he's just breaking down the whole situation between him and Stassi and you know, he's like, Stassi wants me to grow up and she wants, she doesn't want me to go out anymore. And it's like, she wants me to get a real job because I'm bartending and modeling. And then Jax, I feel like the way he says it is, it's so sad because you can hear that like, basically Stassi's trying to change the person he is. And I think as women, we all know, we can't expect a man to grow up any quicker than they're willing to grow up. And so Jax is like, she wants me to do all this stuff, but like, I like what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm having fun modeling and bartending in LA at the age of 33. What's wrong with this? (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts because I'm just kind of like Jax, like if you're talking about marrying this girl, which you all have clearly talked about, you can't just keep doing this forever. You gotta, you gotta eventually like get it together. And that's why I tell people all the time, you have to listen with your eyes because people will feed you a bunch of bullshit. And then it's like, but do their actions align? So it's like, right. yeah, you're saying you want to marry Stassi and you want to be with her for the rest of your life and you're ready to start a family and all that, but your actions are not showing her that. So why you're confused about why she's not taking you seriously is confusing to me, but 
whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's explaining all this to Frank. And <laughs> he also makes a comment that like Stassi was mentioning, because this is post breakup now, Stassi, they have a dog that they share together, but it's Jax's family's dog. But so Stassi he says, I don't believe that's that. True. That's true. I don't believe it. You don't believe it. Why would he have brought his family's dog to California from Michigan? Well, I don't know if it was like his family's dog. Like I'm taking the dog with me, but he probably, I'm thinking he got the dog while he still lived at home. And then just, you know what I mean? I guess. Yeah. But I don't believe him. (laughs) so in him making that comment about them sharing a dog and that it's his family's dog, but Stassi says she's keeping the dog. And she says, you know, but I'll give you visitation rights. And I'm just like, that is hashtag white people shit. <laughs> it reminds me of Legally Blonde. Blonde. What part in Legally Blonde? Paulette. We're like, oh, um, she know. goes to like confront Huey or Dewey in the trailer, whatever his name <laughs> was. And she's like, he's got him right here to have his birthday party and all, all whatever she says. It reminds me literally of that 100%. No, I love dogs as much as the next person. White people take loving their dogs to a whole nother level. And that's just a prime example of that. So while Jax is sitting down talking to Frank about their relationship, Frank co-signing heavy. Literally everything. He's like, yeah, basically, fuck that bitch. Right. (laughs) Essentially, man, gotta be glad you don't have to deal with that shit anymore. Uh I would definitely go to San Diego. Get out of here. Blow some steam. Yeah. So remember that because we're going to reference that later on when we meet Frank again later in the episode. So fast forwarding through all that, we go to the garden. And so Jax has left the bar and is now in the garden with the other boys. And Kristen comes in and she's talking about what happened at the photo shoot. So as she starts telling the story, you can see Tom like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. here we go mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's explaining that there's this girl here that used to live with tom and that he slept with her da, 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 da. and she says and the worst part was she goes it was such a long time ago and tom's like yeah it, it was, was a long time ago and i'm like how is that the worst part like that was the best part of the conversation Hello. it's not like she just did it or like they've been having an affair this entire time while y'all have been together like exactly. girl what exactly and at one point during this conversation when kristen's trying to explain it to the whole group of guys tom starts to say something and then kristen goes don't talk and then he <laughs> goes yes ma'am and i was like oh uh, again hashtag white people shit Ain't no fucking way. Ain't no way. It's not happening over here. So I was just like, Kristen, as Destiny said, this shows her immaturity as well as her insecurity when it comes to her relationship, relationships, as we will see as we watch more of VPR. Yeah, she just, it, it went so far left. And again, the bitch is at work. Like, what are we doing, Kristen? Like, stop. We don't need to like, you know, aggressively come at Tom over this. Like, this could be something y'all talk about when you get home and like are alone together, not in front of his friends. Like, right. and I don't know like, if she did that because she, right. And I'm like, did she think that they were going to have her back? Probably. <laughs> because clearly they didn't. And also I will say, I felt really bad for Tom in this situation yeah. because I'm like, dude, yeah. He does not deserve this right now. Like you are blowing your load over literally nothing. Like yeah. 
it just could have been so much worse than what it was, but for sure. whatever, again, that I, is Kristen. I will make it, and this is totally unrelated to anything. In the <laughs> scene, Tom like starts to give side eye and I noticed oh gosh, yeah. with his short prickly hair, like, yes, obviously, well, sometimes he looks like Edward Scissorhands, but he looked like a mini Michael Myers. I think because he's so pale <laughs> and his hair is so dark and his eyes are just so dead. That's the vibe I was getting from him, which I've never noticed before, but. Oh, well, yeah, that <laughs> side eye was so, like, when they zoomed in on it, I was like, ooh. <laughs> so bad, so bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. But anyway, so we leave Tom and Kristen, and now we are shifting to Kristen and Stassi. They are going to Dry Bar to get their hair done. And so Kristen's like, okay, tell me all the goss. Like, what's going on? And Kristen brings up that there's a rumor going around that Stassi is hanging out with Frank, the bartender that Jax was just, just talking, talking to, to, literally in the previous scene about Stassi. And so Stassi's like, yeah, we have been. And she like briefly explains their history, like that they've been hanging out and she has gotten to really know him and really is enjoying him and feels like everything's so easy and whatever. And so I also didn't realize that like, even though Stassi is hanging out with Frank, she's like still living with Jax because they're still in their like 30 day window to leave their apartment. And I never really like put that together in my mind before, but I was like, okay, so not only are you already talking to somebody else, but then you were talking to somebody else while you and Jax are still living together and he and Jax work together. What? That's a good idea. Like, I get that, like, you can move on in whatever timeline you want, but at the same time, there is no way in the world that I would start talking to somebody who works with a person that I'm currently living with that I'm not in a relationship with anymore. That just, it's just messy unnecessarily for you, for him, for everybody. It just doesn't make any sense. None. And of all the niggas in L.A., why to find Why? another bartender at your fucking job who's like, friends what? with your ex who still lives with you? Come on, oh, come on. So so weird. And so now she's like, I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I still love Jax, but Frank is fun and blah blah blah. And I'm like, I don't understand how you could be this confused when you've been talking to him for like five seconds Literally. and you've been with Jax for two years. Like, there's just there should be no confusion there because five seconds ago you were ready to be done with Jax. So I don't understand. Oh. What has changed? Yep. It just doesn't, it doesn't make any, any sense to me. And then on a side note, again, this is unrelated, but I noticed how when they like finally got taken back to their chairs, they got champagne. And I'm like, why do you not do this in black salons? I've never, I don't think once been to a black salon where they offer you champagne while you're getting your hair done. Especially with the amount of time that we are at the salon. Ooh, sometimes. These yeah. bitches are in there for a blowout. That's going to take maybe an hour. Right. Uh-uh. Like if it's I'm sitting funny. in there for like getting braids, Mm-hmm. do you imagine now i don't need a whole like a whole series of cocktails just one one would be nice right. especially one for what i'm paying for what we're paying and the inevitable wait time because i love i love my black beauticians but we don't they don't do nothing on time nothing they'd be like my yeah, hair actually is off. really good my oh, beautician here is great she is always on time but she only sees one person at a time which is probably why Mm. see before I locked my hair and I was going to this chick here it would be like okay yeah I got you down for 5 30 I get there at 5 25 because when you're on time you're late 
And she's like, oh, give me about 30 more minutes. And this was a regular thing. And mm. I feel like I've always experienced that when I go to a beautician. It's like my scheduled time, I can just guarantee that's going to be pushed back at least 30 to 45 minutes, which is yeah. really So oh my yeah, God. a complimentary drink would be nice. Would be nice. You remember that one time when you were getting hair done there? And that woman had like the kids or something. And you were like texting your mom about it. Wait, oh, what's happening? I think it was in Reno. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because you didn't live here, but I'm pretty sure because it was like she, someone had just gotten out of jail or was in jail. Wait, what? Oh my god, it was so different. funny. I wish I could go back and find the text messages. But basically, like you were at this woman's house and she had a bunch of kids that were there, like running this woman. Yeah, her. Yes. Her. <laughs> okay, so that was you know that was like a set up in a chick's house, right? So yeah. it was a little bootleg, you know, beautician. She was just starting out, trying to learn how to do shit. That was the worst fucking experience of my life, y'all. Would I tell you? She was texting in our like family group chat with my mom. She was texting us for probably solid like 30 minutes, just like updates, like real time oh. updates of what was happening. The shit was gold. I mean, at one point, like she on the phone the whole time with her homegirl <laughs> talking about how they're so, so supposedly you can like scam she in out of a bunch of money. Like if you order a bunch of stuff and you send it back and then they give you the credit but then you get your money I don't know I was like wait what What are we we focused on the task at hand which is my fucking hair and then she's dating the dude or her dude just got out of the prison and then his other baby mama's trying to come at her and I'm just like and then she had like six kids over there one of which like into the hair appointment was a baby and the baby was upstairs the whole fucking time. The baby, she did not bring that baby downstairs probably until like 30 minutes before I left. And I'm thinking, wait, what has the baby been doing this whole time? Hopefully just sleeping. Yeah, it was, that was, that was terrible. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> what a time. So yes, if y'all have never experienced a black salon, it's definitely a mixed bag. You just never oh, yeah. know. You never know what you're going to get. Lots of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But anyways, so I wanted to bring it back and say, Jalen, how quickly would you have moved from a two-year relationship into another relationship? Like, would you have been like a, I'm so used to being in a relationship, so I'm just going to like, you know, shimmy over here, or would you want a break? It would have taken at least another two years. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, this whole, I'm done with this one, so let me, and I know that they say women, they exit emotionally before yeah and so maybe she had just been so closed off emotionally yeah. for so long it didn't seem like it was a five minute break between jacks but and clearly her- not because she's confused and then there's that yeah so yeah it i definitely and especially like if just the snapshots that we're seeing of her and jacks's relationship are indicative right. of what the entire two years is like I would have definitely taken at least another two years before I hop back in another relationship. Yeah, I'm very much the same way. I'm not the type of person. And really this relationship with Derek is like my first serious relationship ever. And so, and I've told him this, I was like, if for some reason we ever broke up, I'm done. That's it, right. (laughs) Yeah, I feel the exact same way. 
It's great. And I love being with him. He's so much fun. And I feel like we know each other so, so well. And just thinking about having to do that same amount of work with somebody else, I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine it. Now, who knows? Maybe I would change my mind, but like real time me right now is like, I just don't know. And maybe at the two year mark, I would have felt differently, but it still would have been a hot second because I was someone who really enjoyed being single. Like, don't get me wrong. I wanted a partner, but I enjoyed being able to do whatever I wanted to do. I didn't have to like talk to anybody about making decisions or like if I wanted to have people over, they could just come. Like there was never like a, like a discussion that had to be had. I didn't have to say, Oh, if I'm going to go out for dinner, you know, what are you going to do? Do you want me to bring you something home? Are you going to do your own thing? Like I just, those kinds of questions that I'm so used to now, I never had to do before. And so it was just, it felt freeing. And, you know, I'm a Sagittarius. We like our freedom. We like to be open and explore and adventure and all those things. And so part of me is like, if I were ever single again, it would be a really, really long time. It would have to be essentially a perfect dude to make yeah. me want to go back into a relationship. Like I'm not doing any work with you. I'm not looking for your potential. Like you need to be where I right. want you to be or else right. it's just not going to happen. Like yeah. absolutely not. And, and I think for people like Stassi, because what we know about Stassi having watched this show from the beginning till now, she's a serial dater. Sure, and I true. Think when it comes to people like her, they don't, there's no comfortability being alone. Mm-hmm. And whereas for us, especially with our mom, like mm-hmm. that's all she preached to us. It is better to be alone than to be in a relationship with someone just yeah. to have somebody there and that relationship yeah. be toxic. A hundred percent. We need to be I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? Like that is what we need. That is what we need. A hundred percent. And then um, women and yeah, like I just need the independence. Um, so yeah, it's just we're just different people in that way. And I don't think that that has anything to do with race. I think that really has to do with a lot of like how you saw relationships when you were growing up. And so for me, I have a lot of friends who are serial monogamous. Like they will just jump from one to two to three, and I'm just like, how the energy the capacity the level of care because like I develop care for people over an extended period of time it's not like I just have it for you Mm -hmm. and having to do that for multiple people that just sounds like a lot of work and trust also like I feel like getting into a relationship you have to show me that I can trust you enough for us to be in a relationship it's not let's get in a relationship and figure out the trust part no 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 no, Which, Stassi, knowing what we know now, she did not take that into consideration at all. No. And I think too, you and I are different when it comes to trust because you are much more like a, you got to prove to me that you deserve my trust before sure. I give it to you. And I I'm the opposite. I trust you until you prove that you can be trusted. I'm the opposite. I will give you trust. And then once you mess it up, it's really, really hard to get it back. Mm. And so I think for me, when I was like first starting to date Derek, we dated for like seven months before we got into a relationship. And it's not because I didn't trust him. I was just like, I need to see you in like all these different like phases. Like I need to see how we argue. I need to see how you live. I need to see like, do you actually have your own job and make your own money and like support yourself? Or do you rely on other people for that? Like I wanted to see all of those things before I was like, okay, yes, I'll be committed to you versus some other people who are on the other side of that who are like, we'll see into the relationship and figure it out. 
which again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's just not how I move in my life. And so you said it's wrong. Yes. Anyone who does decides to approach a relationship like that, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like like, though, people are just kind of like, I'm just going to work with you through it. Like whatever it is, just going to work with you through it and learn how to adjust to it. And I'm just not a good adjuster. I'm not, I'm not an adjuster. <laughs> I need to know what I'm getting myself into. So I can make sure I live with it. And sure. like, see, we've been together a long time, so it's yeah. fine. And it worked. Yeah. But yeah, I think for a lot of people, yeah. especially like someone like Stassi, she didn't really take the time to get to know Frank before she just decided to start talking to him. She was like, I'm just going to get into it and like, see what happens. And so after a quick little like two second scene, sir, we move on to Los Globos where Kristen, Jax, and um, Katie have all met up to now discuss the relationship between him and Stassi from his perspective. And he's giving them this huge motherfucking sob story. And I'm like, I just, why? What, what is the point there? What is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like when, when I was watching that back, I'm just like, again, it goes back to chicks before dicks. I get that you guys are all friends and that's what makes this cast so special, but it, I would not do that. I would not go behind my friends and, you know, maybe they told Stassi, we're going to meet up with Jags, whatever. And then right. also there's sure. part of this that has to be produced. We know that we understand that, but in real world circumstances, if my friend and her boyfriend mm-hmm. break up, mm-hmm. I'd cut him mm-hmm. off too. It's a wrap. I don't care how cool we were. You could be the godparent <laughs> to my kid. Not, not, not no, no more. more period. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think that's just like, I don't know. I feel like mm-hmm. there's just a level of loyalty. Right. I don't feel right to go be having these conversations and listening to you be sad about because this is not the first time Stassi was telling you what you need to do nor is it the first time that she told them what was going on and it was like a surprise to them like no 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 you've known all the ins and outs the whole time exactly so once my friend breaks up with oh dude I'll be like girl let's Mm -hmm. get it hot girl summer well they're like oh but Stassi he's so sad it's just it's so gross and i'm also like now if you two broke up with people would you expect her to not talk to them because i feel like you probably would and if she did talk to them you'd probably be pissed about it unless you were just in a different headspace like if they if like chris or katie broke up with tom or tom they would be mad at stassi for still talking to them yes and because I can relate to Stassi, because she is a cancer, mm. her birthday is the day before mine, and I am also a cancer, loyalty yeah. is like top of the list when it comes to fucking character traits. She wouldn't even begin mm-hmm. to consider having conversations with, like, like mm-hmm. to this extent, with their exes unless, if they decided to end their relationship. Unless Kristen or Katie said it was fine. can't do that. Because I think we can look right. at like what's happening in Absolutely. real time now that Katie and Tom are divorced and right, right, right. they're still friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're I mean, still they still hang out. Mm-hmm. Because I think their friendship okay. developed. And see, this is another thing that I, I wonder about with people. And I have this kind of conversation. I've had this conversation with um, some of my other girlfriends about like, you know, when you are in a couple, do you expect your partner to be friends with your friends? 
And if they are, if you break up, how does that go? No, I wouldn't. I don't think I would expect Michael to be friends with any of my friends because Michael has friends that I don't like. Hmm. Um, and you know me, <laughs> I'm not faking that shit for nobody. Don't fuck right. what the circumstances are. So, right. yeah. Now, if he had a friend um, and then we broke up that I was cool with, to me, it would be like, okay, I mean, you're an extension of Michael. The only reason that we're friends mm-hmm. is because of my partner that's no longer yeah. there. So like, I mean, maybe a, hey, how you doing? Happy birthday, but it's not about to be like, oh, let's go kick it and get some drinks and shit like right. that. Nah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I feel like I, for a long time, thought based on how I've seen my other friends navigate this space that like everyone should be friends with everybody. Mm. But then I'm kind of like, but why? What's the point? Like, I think you can get along with my friends and like be able to be around them. If we can do that, that's sufficient. Like that is where I'm at at this time in my and life. Well, we know now, it's a hell no. I ain't none of my girlfriends <laughs> coming around too often because then I'm gonna start being like, what you coming around for? Shit. You don't come <laughs> around as much when I was single, ho. <laughs> You're so but anyways, back to it. So Jax tells us that he knows now about Stassi and Frank, and he's super upset because obviously so. Frank is friends. And Frank is so fucked up for that because he's basically, like you were saying, and co-signing everything that Jax said, and then is like, secretly though, I'm going to go after your girl. Just, it's so, it's just so shysty. And I just, I can't even, I can't. And then they all talk about, you know, like it happened so fast. And like, you know, Jax is like, could you at least just, you know, kind of clue me in or something? Like, this is wild. And so somehow it comes up that Dossie's going to supper club to go out that night. And then Jax is like, well, are y'all going? And she was like, or Kristen, I think, says no, but like Stassi's going with Frank. And so Jax and his, what you all will come to see, his series of self-destructive patterns decides that he's going to go to Supper Club to like try to intervene. And it's just, you already know it's going to be some shit. But yay for us because it's entertaining shit. Self-destructive <laughs> and also the definition of toxic masculinity. Like oh, it's not the 100%. way that we go about pursuing uh-uh. someone, a relationship, trying to fix it. It's just not, it's very childish but yes so we're fast forwarding to supper club now Stassi's there with Frank typical club scene they're dancing drinking making out and Jen Bush is also there and I'm like why it was so weird weird. it was weird but whatever so they're doing their thing Frank is is seemingly very intoxicated and then Stassi he goes to go get more drinks and then Stassi makes a comment to Jen like or no this is in her interview bite. Um, well, she said that Frank was being an asshole to Jen. In her interview mm-hmm, bite, she was mm-hmm. like, you know, if I wanted to stay with an overgrown frat boy, I would be with Jax. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, Stassi, so maybe it's not them. Well, yes, they are clearly the problem, but your radar is also the problem. Yeah, your you picker do. is off. You pick shitty dudes. <laughs> yeah. So there was that. Um, and Frank, he was he was saying things like, to the effect of they would have hooked up regardless. Like, actually, mm-hmm. there would have been a space for them. And I'm like, 
is that what you think my guy because Stassi's sitting here saying that she's attracted to you I think she was attracted to Frank in that moment because Frank was giving her attention Frank is fucking 100%. busted okay Frank, <laughs> you know white dudes aren't my thing but Frank definitely if, if I had to pick a white guy definitely wouldn't be Frank not he just looks very basic like there's nothing like you know distinguishing like about him yeah just very macho and yeah I just couldn't um mm-hmm. so then they're there for a little bit and then Gla- Glax Jack decides <laughs> to show up at the club with Stassi oh, Frank Lord. and Jen so freaking awkward so Jack put Stassi so aside and they started having their little rendezvous in the corner and he's like I just can't I just can't and she's like I, I love you I can't I love you I don't know I love <laughs> and I'm just like oh my gosh these two are so fucking embarrassing like in that moment yeah. Saucy, you're sitting here asking jacks jacks to grow up but like what is this what are we doing why 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 and why are you crying in the club like we don't cry in the club, club. what <laughs> like why would you a let him crash your date your weird date with Jen and Frank and then B why would you entertain him like again this would have been a situation to say I don't want to talk to you right now I will talk to you when I come home and like that is that that, but no so she ended up taking Jax back to the table and then Frank's back with Jen uh, with the drinks and so basically Stassi accuses Frank of being drunk and I feel like she was using that as validation as to why she was leaving with Jax he did seem drunk though. Right. He seemed I mean, like yes. he was just being an ass and sure. like she For didn't sure. want to deal with it, which is fair. And like Jax comes in as like the knight in shining armor and is sober and is like logical. And she's like, oh, maybe there is hope for us. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a lot. It was a lot and too much, but just enough at the same time. <laughs> right, right. And yeah. then she leaves with him and leaves Jen with Frank. And I'm like, again, why? Why was Jen even there? Like, was someone else there? And we just didn't see that. Surely, surely Jeremy was there and we just didn't see it. I hope so. Because I was yeah. like, this feels real fucking awkward. Like, right. what are we doing? I just, I don't yeah. get it. It's very strange. strange. But anyway, so we fast forward to the next day and we are at Jackson Stassi's house and she is just on the floor in her pajamas sobbing and so we see Jen there we see Jeremy there Frank is there I think that's everybody but it's basically just like people that we haven't seen with her a lot and then Mm -hmm. Katie and Kristen walk in and they're like what the fuck is happening right now why are these people here like they just know that they got called over because she was distraught but I mean it it was just weird and so she's sobbing she's like I can't talk just tell some just tell them what happened and so Frank starts trying to tell them about it and then I guess Stassi thinks he's taking too long and so she just cuts to the chase and she's like Jack got someone pregnant in Vegas two months ago and Katie and Chris are like wait what are you talking about and so Frank explains how he found out about it um, and a little bit about what happened. And so Katie and Kristen, rightfully so, are like, well, why mm-hmm. the fuck do you believe Frank? And like, why did he wait so long to tell you? Both mm-hmm. very valid questions. Because again, Frank, you care about her so much. This should have come out to her like when you found out the information, not when it was convenient for you to share exactly. it with her because you want to get her away from Jax and you know this will be the final nail in the coffin. Just again, it's a shysty type of dude. And mm-hmm. so 
Stassi though is like, it doesn't matter. I believe it. So you should just believe it. <laughs> and again, that's the cancer coming out because it's like, if you're my friends, I need you to ride for me. Right. And I shouldn't have to ask you to do that. Right. And rightfully so, because yeah. she then calls Kristen out for like how Kristen reacted about finding out that Tom had sex with Casey years before they even met. But now Stassi is hearing about something that just happened and isn't supposed to like react to it. But right. Kristen expects her to be calm and get all the facts when she didn't do that. And so exactly. it is very hypocritical in that way. And then they, I think, I can't remember if they said they had been talking to Jax or whatever, but then Frank was like, if he comes over here, let's throw him off the fucking railing. And he gets all aggro and weird. And I'm like, no, it's asking you to do that right now. Just fuck down. Like, yeah. calm it. Just calm. Calm down, Frank. Beat. What'd yeah. you say? Take a beat. Truly, please. Just yeah. let it go, dude. Because, like, you got the girl. She is there. That's what you need to be focused on right now. Yeah. And so Katie and Kristen and Stassi kind of keep arguing about them basically not believing it. And then Kristen or Stassi is like, if you continue to defend him to me, I'm going to lose it. And again, rightfully so, because even though she doesn't have all the information, she is just like you said, I need you all to be on my side right now and to support me and what I want to do. And so Kristen was like, in her confessional, I think that she wants it to be true so that she can have a good reason to break up with Jax. And in my mind, I'm like, I think Saucy Pie has a lot of reasons that she wants to break up with Jax. Right. And she had done so prior to this. So clearly they existed. But I guess maybe Kristen thinks that she can just actually say, like, I'm going to for real be like, done, done now, knowing this information. And so then we see Stassi texting on her phone. All of Jax's stuff is in a pile in the middle of the living room. And she's like, I told him it's all ready for him to pick up. And so then Kristen, rightfully so, is like, hey, Stassi, I know that this isn't maybe important to you right now, but like, what about work? And Stassi's this, and I quote, I don't care. I'll get suspended. I can't serve crispy chickens to someone knowing this information. <laughs> that was priceless like literally uh, the shit that comes out of her mouth is just so funny yeah and, and, and the crispy too, chicken too. is one of their like main items yeah. and what's so great about Stassi's comebacks especially in this first season it's just like this is her first time on reality television and she is is it not no, she was on The Amazing Race with her family. And then she was on the show called Queen Bees and Wannabes that I, I've still never seen either of those things. But no, she's been on TV before. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, damn. Well, The yeah. Amazing that's kind of like totally different from the realm of Vanderpump. Now, what did you say? Carrie Bees and Queen Wannabes? Bees. <laughs> Queen Bees and Wannabes. It was some, I don't really know what the premise of the show was, but like even her mom, Dana, was on it and like telling the, I guess, audience about stuff. And like Saucy's tendency. Oh, oh well, yeah. shit. Let me just not say what I was going to say then. I yeah. was going to say you know, it's her first time on reality television, and it's just gold. It's I just, mean, it shit is totally. out of her mouth. Like she doesn't have to be prepped for it. Doesn't got to no. get warm. It's just like, here's my life, and I'm going to react. You know, I feel like so, especially now because we know what reality TV is, yeah. people would go on and probably like censor how they react to certain situations. Mm -hmm. But great in this first season because they're just all like set it all, all out I mean there. never season really but yeah it's mm -hmm. good. and yeah. so it's funny because I think about this and I feel like overall she was fairly tame you know and I yeah. think had this been a black woman 
his shit would have been outside. We maybe have would have had an Angela Bassett moment. Let the shit on we def- fire. We definitely would have had an Angela Bassett moment. One thousand percent. Me and Taylor were having this conversation the other day. Um, I can't remember how we got on the topic, and we might have been talking about Scandaball. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Listen, Taylor, if Michael were to cheat on me, I said I'm not going to argue. We ain't arguing about it. <laughs> I'm gonna take all his shit." I'll put outside. I'm going to set her on fire. Like <laughs> she's too young to have ever seen waiting to exhale. But I was like, just like in waiting to exhale. She was like, you would do that. I said, absolutely. absolutely. I ain't got time to argue. I ain't got time to cry. I ain't got time to complain. The thing so- is though, I would only go to that point if I knew it was true. She still doesn't know that this is true at this point. She okay, just believes it. So like, maybe I wouldn't have gotten there. Now in Ariana's case, <laughs> are you kidding <laughs> I would have thrown his shit, set it Schwartz on fire, and, and then put it in it. the pool. Schwartz and Sandy's would have been burnt to a <laughs> Not saying I would have done it. We'd hire but somebody. saying that I would have contracted it to happen either. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. My You're not going to be successful. No, 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 definitely not. We'll have nothing. <laughs> right. But on the flip side of that, I would not be sacrificing my job. I would have gone to work still. Correct. Like, but girl. again, there we go. Ding, ding, ding. The white privilege for the fucking episode. Right. And then like you said about Lisa from the beginning. Yes. Okay. You suspend her for a week. Take her off the schedule. She knew she was going to get suspended. And so she didn't that, care. And didn't give a fuck. That consequence meant nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, Stassi, you're out of here. Granted, again, we understand that this is a show and that they right. couldn't they could fire her, but they weren't going to fire her for that. But like in the real world, it's like, yeah, you can't mm-hmm. just not go to work because you found out your boyfriend cheated on you. Did you see, speaking of that video, I just saw it on Instagram. I don't know who these people are. Um, it was a chick. Dang. And I can't remember the dude. I do know the dude. Jeezy? Like young Jeezy, the rapper? G or maybe it's G-Eazy. It oh, wasn't that's another but- rapper. Okay, G, yeah, it's that one. G easy. Mm-hmm. Him and his girlfriend were performing, mm-hmm. and the video was saying that she found out right before that performance mm-hmm. that he cheated on her. Mm-hmm. But in that performance, the way they were singing, because they were singing a love song too, you would have never known. What? And it's like, yes, be professional, collect the coins. After oh, you got the coins, then we go off. light his ass up. Right, exactly. right. Exactly. But Stassi didn't get the book, so. She didn't. Yeah. And again, nothing happened to her. But yeah, it was just, it was, again, it was fairly tame for what she could have done. And maybe it's because she was just really upset. Um, but anyways, so we cruise on over to Sir. And Natalie is just, again, distressed and so lisa is like well what's up and she's like she's done it again she's done it again and lisa's like what do you mean and natalie's like what do you mean what do i mean stassi of course and basically stassi apparently was supposed to be working earlier for lunch and didn't and then was supposed to be coming back in for dinner i guess it also was like texting her to say she wasn't coming and so she was like what will i do now and so lisa's like well yeah stassi doesn't understand the responsibility that she has to this business but like i'm still not gonna fire her we're just gonna again like you said suspend her which again makes no sense but whatever and so then lisa suggests replacing stassi on the schedule with sheena which helps sheena earn more shifts at sir which is great um but natalie's like so fucking over it she's like why do we keep dealing with her like she's just she's just a hot ass mess and like Mm -hmm she's not even that great at her job what is what's the fucking point so it was just a lot right and i think it's important 
to highlight also that Sir is Guillermo and Natalie's baby. You know, like this is Lisa's doing this shit for fun. You know, this is their like actual livelihood. You know, like Lisa's coming in as like a oh, I can spruce it up here. I can make it yeah. fun and young and hip. But like for the people who are actually there on the day to day basis, managing this shit and having to deal mm-hmm. with the callouts and the disrespect, mm-hmm. it's like yeah, fuck this. Yep. You know, fuck this TV show. Yep. This bitch ain't good at her job. She's disrespectful. She's not coming in. She doesn't care that she's not I'm coming done. in. Yeah, I'm just fucking done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lisa. Now, after one of, as we're winding down on this episode, <laughs> Stassi texts Jax and asks or tells him to come get his stuff. And so he walks into their shared apartment and Stassi and her crew drank $600 worth of Cristal. And then I guess they were also smoking and then put the cigarette butts in the bottles. And then all of his shit was just piled in the middle of the living room. And Jax is extremely distraught <laughs> that this has happened. Um, and I'm like, my guy, you're mad that she drank your fucking shit. Are you kidding me? You're not upset that she doesn't want to be with you anymore. You're mad that she drank your champagne. Priorities. <laughs> Where are they? Where are Nowhere. Seriously. And in, so in that, so as he is at the apartment, packing up all his stuff again, extremely distraught about crystal and um he's with tom sandoval and so he asked tom if he can just get some of his stuff and then stay at his house and tom's like yeah of course tom for some reason is also Um, extremely distraught literally like this should happen to him and that is again now that we know you might say supposedly, but now that we know Tom Sandoval is a narcissist, <laughs> makes complete sense because Tom Sandoval does make everything about him. Just, and you know how mm-hmm. Lisa made the comment back in the episode about pride that Kristen just inserts herself in everything? Tom yes. does the exact fucking thing. He does, but he does it in not at work times, which is why I think Lisa doesn't call him out on it like that. Yeah. That's a good point. So, and then also, like, why is Jax's sweater inside out? Like, you saw those little, like, tag, like, those little, you know, little things that hang yeah. to, like, help hang it yeah. on the thing. I was like, why is your sweater inside out? Did it say something inappropriate on the other side? Well, I was just, very, you know, very he said when Stassi sent him the text, he was at a shoot. So maybe he was just, like, rushing afterwards. And my God, you could still put your shirt on, mm-hmm. right? Like, come on. Jax. And it's yeah. season one, Jax. Let me say that. It's season one, Jax. Yeah. <laughs> yes oh. what a man what a man what were your overall thoughts for this episode uh we're in the mess and I love it I'm so excited and again season one is one of my favorite seasons of the show next week we're going to Vegas for Stassi's birthday it's just gonna be great it's gonna be so fucking fun and I'm just I'm ready to see again how this happens <laughs> just kind of recapping it because I know I've watched it so many times but just to like relive it and now be talking about it like this it's just so so different so I love it I love mess as Marie Kondo would say I think we just mean that in a different way but <laughs> I love people mess <laughs> not like dirty yeah. things my my thoughts for this episode was hashtag white people shit it's just, it was a constant throughout the entire episode I'm just like these things it would just be so it would play out so differently if these were black people but as you said you know I love it I love I love watching them be messy on television it is 
I don't know if there's anything better. It was great. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so as a reminder, yeah. or again, if you're new here, Savage AF is the last segment of our podcast where we give you our hottest takes on each episode. So for me, I would say that Stassi thinks Jax has cheated on her before or else she would not have believed Frank about this rumor so readily. I don't really know. And then maybe it's a women's intuition thing and it's just kind of like all coming together. But I think she suspects shit has happened prior because like if someone said this to me about Derek, there'd be no way I'd, I'd believe that right now at all. I would be like, what, what are you talking about? Like are you insane. And I wouldn't have believed that at any point in our relationship. And so like she suspects something has happened, which is why she was so ready to believe it. I think. Mm. Yeah. Well, my Savage AF hot take on this episode is that Stassi was already fucking around with Frank before she officially broke up with Jax. And I feel like that's why she was so adamant last episode about it's a breakup for God's sakes, take it seriously. I think that's why she was pressing it so hard because a, she has this holier than thou Mm -hmm. attitude and doesn't want to be seen as a cheater herself. Um, And it was just like the perfect opportunity to be like, okay, here we go. I've already been hanging out with Frank. So like, let me make this really dramatic Mm -hmm. and things here called it yeah. out so yeah yeah and she says because people have questioned her um i think once we get to the reunion episode they questioned her about when she started with frank ended yeah. with jacks and she's adamant about the fact that she there was no overlap I don't, i'm not buying yeah, it i could see that yeah. well until next time folks that is it for this week again you can find us at savage reality podcast on instagram and if you have questions email us at reality for savages at gmail.com. Also, do not forget to rate and subscribe to help people find us, share us on Instagram, share us on Facebook, whatever you need to do to get the people to our podcast. We appreciate you all. Stay tuned and we will see you next week. Bye, sister. Bye, sister.